Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. This is huge. What we are talking about right now is a change from the US dollar. The hegemony is being challenged at this time. The first thing I want to look at is what's happening specifically when we look at the yuan, the Chinese currency, and of course, what's happening with the US dollar as a whole. I'm going to give you a few things that have been going on. The second thing is the EU banning coal, what has happened to the price of coal, and of course, what it looks like fundamentally. The third thing I need to talk about is inflation skyrocket. I'll give you many aspects to that and so much more. Let's begin. Right here, Russia, coal, and oil paid for in yuan starts heading to China. This isn't a theory. This isn't some discussion. This is happening. We are talking about a fundamental change in what we had seen previously. Now look, this has been going on for a while where we see different countries using alternative currencies. When we look at reserve currencies, there are two aspects to that. It's not just about one singular entity and one currency, and that's the end of that. No, the US dollar represents 59% approximately of the world's reserve currencies. So what's all that other stuff? Well, you have the Chinese currency, you have the yen, you have the euro and all these other currencies that are there. And why do we have that? It's because when you're facilitating trade between two countries, you would then carry that currency there, making it easier. And now what's happening? Well, you've got Russia that's being completely sanctioned. They can't use the SWIFT system. So they're basically saying, look, we can't do this you know, in this manner. So we're going to use the Chinese currency. We're going to go over there and use that currency. And so we're seeing bilateral trade taking place over the last several years between their own currencies instead of using the US dollar. So important, so key. Now, globally, we still have the US dollar being dominant. Everything is essentially being priced in US dollars. There's no doubt about that. But there are big changes underway, and this is very big because anything that China does, think about how much of an appetite for commodities and other things that China has. This is huge. Coal cargoes to arrive this month, followed by crude in May. China has long bristled at the dollar's dominance in global trade. So China is really loving this. There's no doubt about that. Russian coal and oil paid for in yuan about to start flowing into China as the two countries try to maintain their energy trade in the face of growing international outage outrage over the invasion of Ukraine. That's what really set it off and accelerated this to the next level. Several Chinese firms use local currency to buy Russian coal in March, and the first cargoes will arrive this month. These will be the first commodity shipments paid for in yuan since the U.S., and Europe penalized Russia and cut several of its banks off of the international financial system. So understand that part of it is to do away with the US dollar. They want to go in this direction, but at the same time, it's necessity. They can't do business the way that they were doing it before. So they say, all right, we'll just do this way. So um, they do discuss further. If you want to check it out, definitely do. Along with that, as they mentioned here, Think about the prospect of the petrodollar, Saudi Arabia pricing its oil in US dollar to keep the dominance right there in check, but now that's being challenged as well. The potential that Saudi Arabia sells its oil to China in Yuan is actually coming up supposedly. 
that would be huge. At the same time, India as well, with Moscow or Russia dealing with them, oh, this is big. I'm going to follow it very closely. Make sure you hit that thumbs up so that you will be notified of these videos in the future, okay? Because I'm going to bring you each and every detail. Zoltan sees a world of problems that money can't solve. Welcome to Bretton Woods 3. Zoltan is referring to it as Bretton Woods 3. This is massive as well. And what is the change? What is that big shift? Well, that is a world where we go to more commodity-based nations instead of the fiat, instead of all about you know banking and finance, we go towards something real. And what are those countries? Well, there are countries like Russia, for instance. And that's interesting because economically, there's a big gap in between, let's say, you know, the US and Russia, but they hold a lot of the resources. So this could be part of it. It's going to be a multipolar world. He talks about that in this Bloomberg article <clears throat> and um, in uh, actually past articles as well. So let's go on with this right now. Coal, so huge what's happening right here. I'm going to give you a full breakdown of coal. Let's go into this right now. As you can see, the global coal trade. Principal bilateral flows. This is 2019, and it just breaks it down country to country. We're going to look at, obviously, Russia and Europe. So basically, if you've been following the channel, you already know the EU is saying, we're going to cut off all fossil fuels from Russia. I said that this would be insane to do they basically suggested with coal that they will go along with this it'll take a few months it's not as if tomorrow it's just going to be cut off that would be devastating but it'll take a few months and then no new contracts will be allowed after that uh, i mean this is massive on its own that's the news but you could see right here uh quite quite high on the list 2.41 in this case between russia and europe i also wanted to note australia in China. This was really important. And then you remember what was happening a couple of years ago. I was talking about this. I think it was 2020 where Australia and China were, you know, just head to head. And it it made a big change with, with their coal imports because China suddenly they said, no, we don't want your imports anymore. We're going to go in this direction and buy in it. Okay. Northwest Europe coal futures. Look how insane the price of coal now you got to think to yourself you remember obama had said you want to start a coal company that's fine but we're going to bankrupt you essentially so they're going to tax the heck out of these companies they're going to make it not profitable they're going to push them off, off the cliff and largely you know it just didn't make sense to open up a new coal mine knowing what the future was there they'd rather open up a you know solar power or, or wind generation or whatever because that's where the money is flowing so this just shows us right now that the price has accelerated and part of the reason is because there aren't those new mines coming on and likely you know is that going to happen probably not or maybe you know not enough europe's coal imports by source you could see by far russia on the top of the list okay Looking at Europe's coal import dependence annual, this is net imports as a percentage of the total consumption. So if they're not digging it up, well, then they got to import that, right? And you could see right now, this is only 2020 numbers. It has gone completely off the charts since then. Now we've got this. The Texas drought is the worst in years. Are we on the brink of widespread disaster? So they do cover it in here and... 
I'm just noting this because it's something that I cover very regularly. 88% of Texas was in drought conditions. Like, I mean, come on. My friends in Texas, let me know what you see. Put it in the comments below. This is big. It is very big, okay? Because you look at this, you look at what's happening in California. These droughts mean lower yields for the farms. And already we have so much pressure on prices. This isn't good. This is not a good situation, okay? You as an individual, you might be able to do your water harvesting. You might be able to protect yourself. And I suggest everybody do that. But when we're talking about feeding a whole population that, you know, doesn't have a day's worth of food in their house, never mind storable food and, and so on. Oh my goodness. Watch out and watch the prices closely. This is just showing us, um, for crude anyway, it's the global high frequency inventory tracking versus December 2019. And it just shows us, okay, 2020, when everybody was staying home and all this, the inventory started to pile up and that's why the prices started to fall. Okay. Oh, nobody's ever going to drive a car again. Nobody's ever going to go to the downtowns again. Everybody's moving, uh, you know, to the farmland and so on. And then you see today we are down extremely low from where we need to be in terms of the, you know, satisfying that demand. So this is just showing us, um, you can see this with many different commodities, by the way, but it just breaks it down. Okay. Looking at the next aspect here, inflation is off the charts. You see this in so many different categories. I know you know that already, but I wanted to show you a few things real quick. All right. Fed's Bullard says interest rate policy is behind the curve, but it's making progress. Apparently, they want to get aggressive with the rate hikes. Okay, 3.5%. I'm seeing different numbers around 3.5%, 3%, 2%, 25 whatever it is. Okay, I've been covering this very extensively. I still, I got a lot of actual uh, hate comments uh, from, from some people suggesting that um whatever doesn't even matter um and you just see this over time what they will do now all of the members of the fed are simply on board with this uh after denying it for so long okay um let's just get serious okay let's just be honest what's gonna happen we know at least we know right now what happens a year from now no we don't know as mortgage rates rise, home sellers fear time is running out to cash in, a growing sense of urgency to list the properties before the housing market cools. So regardless, springtime, we do see inventories rise. That is very normal. So we could see those inventories rise and we will see what happens with the sales. And that's going to give us an indication because we've got mortgage rates rising. So if we have inventories rising, we have mortgage rates rising. What happens to the price? Okay. I'm going to keep, give you um update on that, but the prices have accelerated considerably. I think I may have, yes, I did bring that up in here, but I don't know if I have time to get into it. You're just looking at the yield curve inversion, which has now flipped. Take a look at this. Um, they've started to come up now. Now, remember what I've said over and over again. It's that it's not when the yield curve inverts. It's when it actually comes back up that that begins to signal a recession. Now, it's really early. This could actually come back down again, but it is on the path up that we need to be concerned about.
a recession. I also wanted to note this here. The ruble has actually not only erased all of the losses from late February, but it's gone beyond that. I think it's just unbelievable to see how quickly that had turned around, okay? Now, I have about 72 more uh, things to show you here, um, but I want to keep this short because I have another video to get into, okay? The next inf piece of information that I'll get into that in that video is going to be all about what's happening with these different asset classes as that relates to inflation with the Federal Reserve, okay? You want to stay tight. You want to stay tuned. And the way you do that is by hitting the thumbs up button because that's how you teach the algorithm, hey, this is good stuff. And by the way, if you hate it, give it a thumbs down. Don't leave a hate comment, although, you know, I don't mind. It's all good. Uh, but simply giving a thumbs up or thumbs down tells the algorithm how you feel about the video. That's why it's there, all right? And I'm going to take off on this one. I'll see you on the next one. See you later. Bye.